Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 108 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Billy. Who's Billy? Billy Madison. Oh. I'm going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> back to school. I love how we're all like that sound. I'm like, who's Billy? Okay. <laughs> okay, and this episode is sponsored by Jory Webb. Thank you so much, Jory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 33 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Death Eaters. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to slither your way into the details. Ooh, that was very a good choice. For you're welcome. Choice. You're welcome. Before we begin, let's go to Megan for some really exciting weekly profit news. Hello, it's weekly profit time with Megan. Oh, God. My amateur hour is what I heard. That's the first time you were like, hey, guys. I know. I tried to change that. I tried to change that. It's Megan calling. (laughs) So we wanted to give you some details about our trip to Boston. Um, You guys know that we are going to LeakyCon. Are we? We're not going to LeakyCon. We are a part of LeakyCon. We are. So we have two panels that we're doing for LeakyCon, and they are both on Sunday. Because we're newbies. (laughs) (laughs) We have Yes. yes, we do. I pulled them up on my phone so I could tell everybody. So we are doing two panels. One of them is a collaboration panel with MuggleCast and Hogwarts Radio. So um, that is going to be called Credence, Human or Beast. And it will be at 1245 on Sunday in the amphitheater. So that's Very cool. cool. Um, and then we have another another um panel which is just going to be the four of us swish and flick live at the seaport ballroom and that is at 2 p.m so um so yeah and the, for the for our live podcast we're going to be talking about the language of jk rowling so it's going to be basically we're going to try and talk about like you know all the different words and things that she's had to come up with and how colors and numbers are involved in everything and basically just, you know, important things that she does throughout the book. And it so, will be a live pod. It will be a live podcast. So that's something that you will be yes. getting. Yes. If you're a patron, correct? Or everyone? I don't know yet. Hmm. Maybe we'll just go live on Facebook or something. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll keep everybody posted. 
Um, so that's going to be on Sunday. However, we will also be in town on Saturday. You might spot us at LeakyCon walking around. So if you see us, make sure that you say hi. And maybe we'll have like buttons and stickers to pass out to people that come and say hi to us. Wink, wink. You will not be bothering us. We've had people be like, I didn't want to yeah, come talk to you because yeah. I didn't want to. No, you will not. We love it. We For love sure. meeting new people. Just yes. come up and say hi. Yes, please. Um, and on Saturday morning, we are going to be doing a meetup in Boston for people who maybe can't come to LeakyCon or who are going to LeakyCon and just want to come and hang with Swish for a while, which would be awesome. We're going to be meeting at the Thinking Cup on Hanover Street at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Um, so that is October 12th at 11 a.m. Thinking Cup on Hanover Street. Just saying okay. that's like a day after my birthday. So. <laughs> it is the day after Katie's birthday. So so yeah, um, come and hang out with us and get some really good coffee. We read some really awesome reviews of this coffee shop. They supposedly have really great coffee. So hope it doesn't taste like ketchup. It's gonna. <laughs> because because if, Katie, if Katie thinks that coffee tastes like ketchup, that means it's good. Yep. Yeah. She's very put weird. our thinking caps on at the thinking cup and yeah. have chats with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so come and hang out with us. What do you think us? about that? <laughs> and sometimes you don't get all of Swish and Flick. Sometimes I stay back, but I'm going. Yeah. So you all It's actually all four of us. So make sure that you come and hang. Mm-hmm. And then I also wanted to throw in like a weekly profit that doesn't have to do with us but about harry potter because we haven't done one of those in a while (laughs) um but pottery barn just released more merchandise and not only did they add a fantastic beast line they also added new stuff to their potter line i don't know if you guys saw that but there is more diving into the ears beautiful the snakes yeah and they added um they added new pillows for the houses <gasps> i only saw the fantasy beast stuff i didn't see oh the my potter gosh, stuff that pillow was hilarious what look at, look at these <gasps> it's a badger i need that Wait, i it's need it, it. <laughs> it's in I the second though. link tiff so and i'll the post these links okay. holy shnikes Ooh. yeah pottery barn is super expensive Ooh. but oh if God. you can ever like you know ask for a gift card for your birthday or christmas or something like it's so i will say the stuff is expensive but it's super high quality it's how much, really, really nice. nice how much is this pillow gonna cost me like probably fifty dollars oh yeah oh for yeah a pillow and it's usually just the cover yep <laughs> you better not that but I'm just saying, like, the stuff like, is really beautiful. Words. It's really, really beautiful. It's so cute. The Fantastic Beast line is really awesome because they have a lot of Nagini-themed things. So they have a Nagini um, mirror and a Nagini earring holder. And then they also created a jewelry holder of the ministry, the French Ministry of Magic Elevator. Oh. Um, and it's like a cage elevator, and it's a jewelry holder. And then they have Niffler bookends that are really cute. They what? have these new lamps. One of them is a wand in the, yeah, a Niffler beanbag chair. Niffler. They also have Star Wars stuff for fans of Star Wars. They do. Um, but they is. have a divination ball lamp they have a phoenix lamp they have a phoenix mirror as well it's like a table mirror that's really cool um so yeah if you want to check it out i'll post the link but super cool stuff wow like really expensive oh man those hogwarts house pillows are 75 dollars is it i bet you they come still i wonder if it's they look like they're stitched are they a set they look they're stitched closed like you don't need to buy the inside pillow (sighs) super nice 
We're oh investigating. Oh it's one of them. Are you kidding me? How Holy much is it? $75. For a pillow? Yeah. yeah. It's Pottery pillow? Barn, why? Why? Because it's Pottery Barn. Yeah, but still. So a lot of the times if you sign up for um, their email, they'll send out codes and stuff so you can get like 20, 30% off sometimes, which like still okay, is a lot. Okay, but 20% off of a I mean, ton of not, money is still a ton of money. Yeah, you're not wrong. I really what? like those jammies, but they're not the right color, so I won't buy them. Oh my gosh, them. they have Christmas! Oh no, they have Christmas like dishware that's Harry Potter themed. Oh God, sad tweet, y'all. We're poor. There was what literally was that? What was that? Thing we have no, used to have we have no money for this. <laughs> we don't need it anyways. Golden snitch string lights, floating candle, two hundred dollars for a floating. It candle? floats. It's a magnet. Oh my gosh. It's magic. magic. Should we continue on? Serving tray, $130. Okay, see, I I can (laughs) think that paying $69 for this Chenille Phoenix throw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But $75 for a pillow? No. Right? That's more than the blanket. $130 for a serving tray? I'm just saying, but okay. I do want that floating candle, though. $200? Yeah, that's a little excessive. Yeah. Gee, Okay. Um, so Happy Christmas! I could make that. It's Tiffany's turn to say what is next. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you, sh- you should. It's Katie's turn <laughs> for the. Am I you gonna know, have to do it? That, no, that I was joking. Blank, 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 blank cap. <laughs> blank, 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 blank cap. <laughs> you may start the rah 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 recap. Thank you. You're welcome. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Triwizard Cup, it was a port key. What? What? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Harry and Cedric found themselves miles away from Hogwarts. Wormtail has a bundle of robes, and they're creepily approaching them. Wormtail kills Cedric. Mm. Not a spare, guys. Not a spare. And Harry's tied to the grave with the name Tom Riddle on it. Wormtail brews a potion in a large cauldron and puts that bundle in it. And it's something so hideous it makes Harry scream. And then out comes a tall, skeletal man. Lord Voldemort has risen again. (laughs) You can tell she's never heard the song. Guess who's back, 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 back again. (laughs) Baldi's back, back, back. Tell a friend. Say what? (laughs) Word. He's back. So, Voldemort gets his wand out, and he's like, yo, summons his little Death Eater friends. Where my dudes at? Where my brewskis? Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> his friends are here. And he gives them a speech about his disappointment and such, and then he gives Wormtail a shiny new hand. Well, that was nice. Yeah, it was nice to give him a hand. Hope it doesn't come to uh, bother him later. I hope I things don't that. get out of hand. Oh. Literally... When that when I was listening to seven, so I just listened to seven two times through, and now I'm listening to five. But like literally the first time I was listening to seven in a couple years, I think I feel kind of guilty about this, but I had a giant smile on my face when his uppins was come up and warm tail. Uh huh. Yeah. And I then after I was like, oh, what does that say about you, Tiffany? Tiffany. Blame Tiffany. Okay, so do we want to talk about that? You what do I said you. before? Yeah. I literally don't know what you're talking that's about. That's same. So, okay. Wait, was this a text message? Yes, it was. I didn't read it. That's why. Well. <laughs> you know, y'all text me a lot, and if I'm at work, I can't text and work and text that's and work. Fine. And 
uh, it goes too fast. I'm not scrolling up to read it. So I'm sure in a few years, I'll talk about this when we're reading the end of seven. So in the chapter of Deathly Hollows, King's Cross again, you know, we see that filleted looking Voldemort that everybody mm-hmm. compares to a drumstick of chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is that was the part of um, Voldemort's soul in like, like, that's what it looked like. That uh-huh. little fragment of soul in a human, quote, form was what Voldemort looked like as baby Voli under, I think it was a bench at King's Cross. Court. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is the fragment of soul, the only one that Voldemort had still attached to him, and that's why he looked like the baby Voldy when he came back from being like the nothing that he was. Mm -hmm. So I think in human form, that was him. And I also believe that um, this is a kind of limbo that he's in for eternity, and his yeah. own kind of quote unquote excuse me hell agreed and that's what he has to live with quote in his afterlife yeah it's yep. his it's his uh worst nightmare to be you know not powerful and like in nothing where like literally dependent in yeah, that form like, he's dependent like, on yeah. Wormtail and, so like that's his and I feel like yeah. that was the absolute worst time mm-hmm. in his life and he like I just feel like that's it I, I don't know if I'm explaining it with oh. words like correctly um he yes Vinny he doesn't get to board the train he has to stay there he can't he's become stuck. a ghost he can't do any of that he is what is that called I know it's part of my own faith. Purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah. It's kind of like his purgatory where you don't get to go to one or the other and you just have to like, not saying purgatory is misery or whatever. This is my own For him though. Separate it from Catholicism completely. But like this is his. Yeah. Like this is where he is. Um, Think about like how this is just randomly because it made me think of it um, when he was in that form because obviously he has like his whole knowledge cap- capabilities, even whilst he's like and he whatever he knowing. was between um, Harry not being killed and then becoming right. the, the baby thingy, whatever, uh-huh. and a man. Yeah, <laughs> baby like thingy. think of how he had thirteen years to sit there and stew in anger. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wonder because you know, like when you see it when people are like this in in films and things like that manifest into turning you literally into like a physically ugly human or like ugly thing or person like Mm -hmm. that probably also did something to the fact that he's like you know half a dude you know yeah yeah and when you're saying like he knows like like he has to stay in this eternity Mm -hmm. knowing Mm -hmm. these things about himself yeah especially after the conversation they have in seven before the curse rebounds again yeah Yeah. i like it because it's like it's 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 miserable i'm i'm not finding a word it's hard to describe for it yeah it's just it's like torture. misery for it's him. torture for yeah. him it's agony yes yeah yeah and I, and I think that this is like a really good starting conversation for this chapter because i think that 
like you said, like he stewed on this for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And Thank um, you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like he was stuck in that. He was stuck in less than that for most of the 13 years. Honestly, yeah. he was just mm-hmm. nothing. But um, he stewed on the fact that all of these people that are supposedly coming back to him right now in this chapter, like none of them looked for him. None of them had faith that he was still there. I think that just shows um, relationships are everything, and he doesn't have relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Katie and I were just on an episode of Acheopolitics, and I thought that it was really awesome that her topic for this chapter was the politics of family. Mm. So we kind of broke down this chapter and talked about how um, Voldemort views family. Because we kind of see both sides. We see a little bit of backstory of his actual family in this chapter. And then we see what he believes to be his family and the Death Eaters. But it's such a toxic family. Mm -hmm. Well, think like he has never had a not toxic relationship with a family. Like think of Harry. Like if Harry never met like the Weasleys. And again, we what we've always said, specifically me, like with with J.K. Rowling and her writing is, um, you know, the Weasleys aren't a perfect family, but like they're imperfectly perfect, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because right. they're not no toxic. one's perfect. No family is perfect, but like they they love so hard. Mm-hmm. And so Harry only ever knew a family that hated him, that didn't want him there. And so think of how he would have ended up if he had never met the Weasleys or had never met people that cared you know mm-hmm. um so it's it's interesting to think about how different people can be from how they're you know what i mean just from being raised by right like, like it's even in real life like real time life when you like so obviously Tiffany's part of my family um but i'm so used to how my family's done things that where like it's hard to explain to like other people because sometimes my family's not the nicest um but i i mean i've been a part of it for 29 years so i'm like used to it and i i you know what i mean like it's hard to describe like how to i don't know it's what i get it you know what i mean it's what you know Mm -hmm. and it's hard for someone who doesn't live that from the outside to come in and understand and again like everyone and i say this all the time they're a product of their environment voldemort is a product of his environment Mm-hmm. And all of these death eaters, they're all products of their environment. Think of like how realistically they are all racist people. I mean, and when we go the down the through their family trees, we see that it stems all it's the way back long, to the 20s when we're in yep. Fantastic Beasts. And, and how yep. long before that? You and know I think I mean? none of them take responsibility. Like they're blaming everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not good enough because these mudbloods are taking my power. No, this has nothing to do with you. Like... Just because you think they did something makes you feel like you need to have some justification. So you're going to go and kick them out of Hogwarts and you're going to kill people and you're going to do all these things like that. It, that's not how the life works. <laughs> the life. But like having said all that, like, what do you think about the baby bully being like the human manifestation of his peace of soul? Yeah, I mean, he's the only one who's ever cracked it down that far. Yeah. So I imagine that's probably what it would look like if you were that evil and you split it that many times. Yeah. You know? Like, Especially that's having literally to be, like, all reborn. that's left of him. Yeah. That's all that's left yeah. of his soul. Yeah. And I wonder if it being in the form of a child means... Because Harry talks to him about having remorse and and trying to turn at the end 
otherwise he saw what he was going to become. So I wonder if the child form, and I just thought of this, has anything to do with that piece of innocence that's still lingering that he had a chance to change and have remorse, the innocence of a child, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The pureness of, of children to have that piece of remorse and he chose not to. I like that a you lot. Or maybe saying. it even yeah. stems from the fact that a lot of what he does is because he came from a relationship of like his mom gave his dad a love potion and you know he wants that mother's love that he never got. So like that could be another reason why he's stuck like his soul is stuck in like a child's form because he's like a child wanting a mother's love. Could be. Could be. So oh, good. down to love, man. Also yeah. good. Just trying to get a little sweaty before we even start the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, now, feeling now that, it. Now that we're all, you know, ready to go, here we go. Voldemort's back. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so he looks away from Harry and he begins to examine his own body, right? It's been a while. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> can I just say what I realized? Sure. Or is it NSFW? I think it's kind of funny. I don't know what that well, means. Well, I real not safe for work. Unless FW. Oh. Uh, I just realized that, like, because he's robed, like, he comes out of the cauldron, he's naked. Yeah. yeah. He's naked. His yeah. tush is out. <laughs> All the way the down to his tush. Harry sees it. The poor guy. <laughs> I like how they portrayed it, it in the tush. movie, though. How, like, as soon as he stood, like, the cauldron became a robe. But I know that that's not how it actually yeah. happened in the book, but I liked that like, visualization. You come see, into like, this world. Crawling out. You come into this world. <gasps> what if he's, like, Bambi, not in a cute little way, but, like, but, like he hasn't he walked? Walk? Yeah, he can't. He hasn't walked in 13 years. <laughs> and then he I'm seems like, I. Another funny thing, if you've ever seen um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town when the warlock was, Wintered Warlock, yes. it's like, I thought he couldn't walk. Me either. You put two front, or it's when you put one foot in, in front, front of, of the other. other. I was so the same way until you said that to me. Yeah, he can walk. He's just singing a song. But. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. I just, it made me, like, it made me think, I'm like, why have I never thought of that before? I don't know. Probably because you read it when you were younger. You just skip over stuff like that. You know, I'm not... Yeah, I don't read a lot of details. It's true. You read fast. So, quote, His hands were like large, pale spiders. His long, white fingers caressed his own chest, his arms, his face. The red eyes, whose pupils were slits like a cat's, gleamed still more brightly through the darkness. How he dare held, they compare Voldemort to a cat? That's what I was going to say. is JK, so... <laughs> Joe, fight me. Um... <laughs> He held up his hands and flexed the fingers. His expression wrapped an excellent, exultant, exultant. Basically, dude's in a good mood. It's uh, I don't know. He's like realizing his body can do all these strong things, like for the first time. So he's like, he's I don't know. He's like reveling in the fact that he's. He did his waiting. 13 years of it. He's like, there again, you know? With nobody. <laughs> it's been a long time, so he's like, check these biceps, you know? I got a lift, bro. Just saying. Do you lift, bro? Do, Do you, you Leviosa, bro? He does Leviosa. <laughs> he was ignoring Wormtail, who was, you know, laying on the ground, twitching and bleeding. And NBD. I don't feel bad for you. Nope. And Neither does Voldemort. returned, and she was encircling Harry hissing. But here's my thing. Like, 
Harry can understand her, so oh. I wonder what she was saying, you know. And if he was just like not focused on He's her, he focused. didn't hear her. Yeah. Dude, but like, what but... was she saying? Hmm. You look like a tasty snack. I can't wait to eat you, bro. <laughs> Check it. I'm Went working on one? my jaw, trying to get wide open so I can eat you. I bet, <laughs> honestly, I bet he would have like. After he killed Harry, would have let Nagini just like. Yeah, he, oh, says, yeah. he no. says that he's gonna. Oh, does he? I oh, don't yeah. know. It's been a while since I've done my notes. <laughs> it's all right. Anyways, Voldemort then takes out his wand and he caresses it gently. He raises it and points it to Wormtail, lifting him off the ground, and he threw him into the same headstone as Harry. And I said, nice payment for bringing someone back to life, huh? Oh, he's mad at him. Think of. Think of he's like always mad at him, but like right. he's the only one. First of all, he's the scapegoat right now because he's the only one that has come back so far. Besides, he's the only one he can take the anger out correct. on. He's and the, he already doesn't really care for him because he's like, correct. I know that you don't love me you're fully. Or you don't trust me. You're like, oh, yeah, you're not um, fully on my side. Yeah, you're a coward. So also, you're the only one here that I can go headstone. Honestly, but like, I don't remember reading that. I didn't either. That he threw him into the headstone? I literally don't remember reading that. And then Voldemort even laughs at him. Because he... Wormtail is now laying, like, crumpled up at the bottom of the tombstone. And the stump of his arm is bleeding profusely. And he's, like, wrapping it up in his robes. And Wormtail chokes out, My lord. My lord. Bro, I get that you're hurting, but I still don't like you. <laughs> Voldemort then tells Wormtail to hold out his arm. So Wormtail's all like, "Yes, here we go. I'm gonna get my new arm, right?" He thinks it's gonna be mended. So he holds out his quote his bleeding stump, and Voldemort laughs at him, and he's like, "The other arm, Wormtail." Well, like I wonder. Like seriously, so cold. Realistically, he deserves how much blood is he losing? That's a lot. Think of that every time. But also, why aren't you like trying to stop doing some kind of fire spell? You know what I mean? Yes, cauterizing. Yeah, because he's hoping he's gonna like regenerate his hand. Probably. Well, he does. So I mean, spoiler, spoiler alert. Sorry. No, but um, there's a lot of blood to be losing. Like I'm yeah. surprised that he's like up and with it. Well, Same. magic magical people, I feel like are different physically. Are you yeah. trying to say that he's not bleeding? It's not coming out. I as wonder. Profusely? Says that he's bleeding profusely. He but... is, but I don't think it's as much as just like a muggle would. I just feel like maybe he's just are... really dehydrated and his blood's not as is more viscous. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, I just think that I think that they're different physically. Like, I feel like when they get injured, I don't feel like it's as detrimental as it is to someone who's non-magical. That's I just agree. a headcanon of mine. I agree. I can see that. I don't know if I agree, but okay. That's fine. You don't have to. It's a headcanon. <laughs> it's a headcanon. And Wormtail begins to beg because, you know, That's it's, what he does. it's the arm that's good Voldemort <laughs> then leans down and pulls out Wormtail's left arm and forces his sleeves up and there Harry saw something upon his skin vivid, a vivid red tattoo I don't remember it being red I didn't, I didn't either. either it's like a brand yeah like a, yeah, like a fresh yes. you know so it's a skull with a snake protruding from its mouth the dark mark and Harry remembered it from the Quidditch World Cup Voldemort then talks to himself it is back, he said softly. They will all have noticed it. And now we shall see. Now we shall know. 
So basically he's like, now we shall know who will remain loyal to him. He's returned and he's now going to see what his inner circle looks like after all these years. But reading that chapter, sorry. No, I thought you were not. It is not even just his inner circle. Like I reading it again, I didn't realize how many Death Eaters actually showed up. Because it's a lot more than what the movie shows. Yeah. And that was what was stuck in my head mm-hmm. since it's been so long since I've read four. So it's a lot. More, wasn't there like, it, it'll say somewhere in here. Wasn't there like 50? Was it that many? It was a lot more than I thought. I agree. I don't remember the exact number. Okay. It, it, I feel like it's in there somewhere. But it only addresses some. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. The inner circle is addressed. Right. But more people right than that okay katie what were you going to say so does the dark mark go away if voldemort's not there i think it did i think it i it either goes away completely or i don't think it i think it's faint i think it's faint as well so this is going to sound kind of cocker off and snape talk about it yeah but here's here's my thing though with that i think with them like because he wasn't completely bad or wasn't completely gone but i think think that this time to be read maybe um i think that it was like I don't think it can ever go away, including when Voldemort's gone, because I think that that's something that they need to have. Like, oh. like say Draco, for instance. Um, I think that he regretted doing all that. He was also young, all that stuff, whatever. Um, but you but think he always has it? I think you. I think that's something that like would stay with you, like as that's a reminder, like you can't ever get rid of it because you chose that life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not as like so the first time when he was his souls were still alive and stuff it was more vibrant or like more scar like than when he went truly died like i think then it was probably more faded but you still had it does that make sense there's a lot of talking around in a circle no i I get what you're saying so like right now for the death eaters at this point in time voldemort's back I feel like it probably got to its darkest red as what it was always and then when he touches it to call them it burns black so yeah. it's that dark red mm-hmm. always when he's among the the living yeah or among power uh, like in power i guess i feel like it wouldn't ever fully go away because it's literally a dark mark it's dark magic on your skin right like mm-hmm. harry's scar is never gonna go away because Correct. a dark curse touched him so i think some remnant of it would be there right but that's just my theory right all right megan um i'm kind of looking online and i believe that it was said that it fades to like a scar when he's officially defeated. Yeah, I don't think it would ever go away. All right. And personally, I don't think it should go away. No, I agree. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's, it should always be on your skin. That's dark as a magic, and and you're a beep for having it. Just well, saying. it's not. Here's my thing. Like people can change. Yes, I truly believe that. Um, like Malfoy, but you were a beep to get it. I th- I I don't with him I think the situation was different but I don't know but yes yes and no to him because he was a child yeah he was um, I don't see an exact number about the people but it was just I think like it's there were when people they were, everywhere it's when it's it's after everything it's like when um when their wands are connected with Priori and Katatum mm, that's in the other chapter Tiffany. Sorry, my bad. Okay, Meg, you may start. I'll allow it. (laughs) So at that point, Voldemort presses his long white finger to Wormtail's brand, and Harry feels searing pain. And then he also notices that the tattoo turns vivid black. And then Voldemort says, how many will be brave enough to return when they feel it? And how many will be foolish enough to stay away? 
So, like, at this point, Voldemort's clearly mad at his followers, and I think that he is letting, like, he's let that be known. Mm-hmm. Um, he's angry that they didn't come for him. He's angry that they didn't seek him out. Most of them told the world they were under the Imperious curse, or they just had no involvement, and they got off scot-free. But then he begins to pace and address Harry. Did you have something to I say? I found the number. It says that he's outnumbered at least 30 to 1. So it's not 50. But thirty. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. Yeah, it's like, not like what in you the think movie, it is. It's like right? fifteen, if that. You yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Also, though, like there's people missing. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Meg. I just wanted to get that before I forgot. No, it's okay. Um. So he begins to pace and then addresses Harry, which. Uh, approximately how many times do you think he could have killed Harry at this point? Probably oh. a million. I've been waiting to say this till we got to this episode. It's Do like it. in Incredibles when Syndrome is talking to Mr. Incredible and he goes, you've got me monologuing. Because that's what villains do. They do. <laughs> yeah, they it's do. so true. It's so true. Um, so he says at this point, you stand Harry Potter upon the remains of my late father. And I said, Voldemort has this weird twisted idea of family. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. before, like how we talked about, like it, it was a really not to like plug it, but you guys should go and listen to the episode. We talked about it in Acheopolitics. It was a really great it. conversation. This is com- so weird. So like I, you, he talks about how he needed, and I'll talk about later on in my section with, um, he needed three parts that were most important, which was the servant, the father, and then blood of the enemy. Mm-hmm. But I wonder like, this is gonna sound so weird. Does it matter if it's like? Because I bet you, like, in order to 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 get his body back, he'd have to have something that he's related to, whether it's his father or what if he used his mother? Would he have turned into a girl? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, Aww. I wonder if that matters at all. I if don't it's know. Just, well, I don't know. And then I also think, like, because it does, it, when he pulls it out, it's not really, like, bone. It's kind of dust is what it said. Yeah. So if it had been, like, a full bone, do you think he would have had a nose? <laughs> I can't oh stand God. you. He did, like, have... Do you think he would have had a whole, like, a better body? Do you I think... don't know. And about the, the girl thing, I think I just it's... was curious. I, just I something don't know. That came I feel head. like you are who you are within your soul. And so whatever piece of soul and whatever he identified with would have, mm. I think it mm-hmm. would have been just I can, that. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Truthfully, you know? though, Wormtail's hand that he cut off wasn't a full sacrifice because he was that's already also, missing a finger. Yeah. <gasps> that's I why he doesn't have a nose. Yeah, that's why he doesn't have a nose. Had cannon. But truthfully, he didn't give up. He gave up an already broken part of himself. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a full sacrifice. I wonder sacrifice. if he did that because of the dark mark on the other arm, though. And think, though, like with... Um, yeah, but I think he slides it off like right here. So the dark. It mark's says here. arm. That to me is wrist. This is your wrist. I know, but if it was just here, because the dark mark is like here. here. So I assume it's this. Oh, I don't know. I, I always thought it was, assumed his wrist. it was just his wrist, but maybe yeah. that's just because what they do in the movie, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I guess it's uh, his arm stump. So I guess like <laughs> this would be your arm stump, you know? Arm stump. And I just was gonna say something, and I lost my train of thought. But just saying, that's what. It, that's I don't know. It's how you read it. Oh, well, if you think about when him, they cracked open, not the case, the casket or whatever, like the grave, and then they pulled out. So, like, realistically, you're also getting rubble from the, the ground. No, not what? the ground. What'd from, you say? From the grave. From the grave. Oh. Like the stone and stuff. So he's not a real person is what you're saying. No, he's a horrible, gross <laughs> thing. Is okay. what it is. He is what he is, is what he is. So his monologue continues, and he says, A muggle and a fool, very like your dear mother. 
but they both had their uses, did they not? Your mother died to defend you as a child, and I killed my father, and see how useful he has proved himself in death. First of all, Lily's not a muggle, so I don't know why they're comparing. He's comparing, but... Like, his father was legitimately a muggle. But in, but in his eye, even though he's even half-blood, like, she's useless because she's... I guess. But. A mudblood. So I said, do you think that he killed his father knowing full well he would need to use his bones someday potentially to come back? Like, was this another form of protection for himself against death and that was why he did that? No, I think he killed his father because he wanted to kill his father. Yeah. But I feel like he's smarter than just like, I mean, I know he does senseless killing, but like when it comes to these types of people in his life, like there's always a reason for it. And I and I feel like because because he said himself that the Horcruxes were not his only way that he protected himself. Yeah, he had a baby. Well, no, I know, but I, but but this was even like before that, (laughs) (laughs) this was even before that. So I feel like. I feel like so, this was potentially another form of protection for him where he was like, I am creating this potion and I know that if I were to need it, I would need bones of my father. So I'm going to potion. You're saying well, like he, he created it a long time ago. Could he be. thought thought it up like this was one of his ways that he knew he could protect himself from death. Talk timelines to me. When did he make his first Horcrux? And when did he kill Hold his on. dad? Was so the ring? Be, it's his, like in the forties. Could this the ring be was his first pre-Horcrux's creation? It, it, did he kill his dad before he made the first Horcrux? He, is what I'm asking. Um, no, no, no. Because his first kill was um, what's was her face? Myrtle. Technically, yeah. Technically, yeah. was it Myrtle or was it mm. the Gaunts? No, I think he. I think Myrtle died first. So Tom Riddle made his first Horcrux August. Um, so he did. He killed the Riddles in forty two July. He roughly created the ring in August of that year of forty two. So pre Horcrux, and then he killed. But I, he used. I believe he used them those so, deaths to create the Horcrux. So that makes more sense to me. He didn't use the Riddle deaths to create a Horcrux. I'm going to look it up. As as a preliminary thing before he got to making horcruxes like how can i live forever what can i do what am i gonna need maybe but a lot of me also just thinks I that it written he down hates somewhere his dad myrtle was definitely a horcrux death she she was created, yes. she created the diary horcrux. i think she was not a completely intended horcrux death like it wasn't like i'm gonna kill myrtle right it just happened that way Right, I think it would have been anyone. Yeah, because that was his intent when he released the basilisk, for sure. Um, but it, it could have been any anyone, really. I mean, yeah. So the diary um, didn't no, even have to be. That was, makes no sense. So see, this is where the timeline gets a little bit sketchy with me. Yeah. So following the deaths of Tom Riddle Senior and Tom Riddle's grandparents. Um, he made the ring. So the ring was his parent, was the family. No, he used the gaunts for that. Vinny says the, the ring, ring was, was the, the gaunts. gaunts. The locket was riddle. Okay. Well, the, mm, this is not what this is saying. I have to what find is it. The, what does the internet highway say? That's what I'm on. Oh, okay. We should probably, uh. <laughs> Mike, just computers what just getting funky. deaths go with the horcruxes let me ask google 
So the riddle, the riddle, the diary was Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gaunt's ring. His father. Oh, there was a rando, was its murder though. victim while his mother's side provided the curious heirloom. So this is from Pottermore. Gaunt's ring. This Horcrux was intrinsically tied to Voldemort's family. His father was its murder victim while his mother's side provided the curious heirloom. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he... Oh, wait, the Gaunts were already dead, weren't they? He just went into their home to find the ring. Or no, it was his um, uncle was still there. The Myrtle, the Cup, Hepzibah Smith, his un- the his Locket was a muggled yeah. tramp. Remember, there was a random. It says he mm-hmm. traveled, yeah, he traveled to his mother's former home and met his uncle Morphin Gaunt, who was That's wearing right. the family ring. The ring had already had a mar- remarkable history. Didn't he put, like, a memory charm on him or Well, something? it contained the resurrection stone. Yeah, da da um, we know Harry Potter. On learning his father's location, Voldemort murdered Tom Riddle Sr. as well as his own grandparents for good measure. Morphin was left with a false memory that caused him to confess to the ma- murders he didn't commit in a stint in Azkaban for his troubles. Um, he modified Morphin's memory to put him in Azkaban. Correct. And then Frank the Bryce riddles. was suspected. Okay. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And so then the cup was... Let's see. Who did he Hepsibus kill for Hepsibus it? Smith. Yep. So I like this. This is from the leaky cauldron.org by a writer called Wagga Wagga Werewolf. <laughs> nice name. And it says only Joe herself knows why victims such as Voldemort's own grandparents, Frank Bryce or Dorcas Meadows. Who's that? Are unsuitable murders for Horcrux production. It says. Well, probably because seven was the magical number he was trying to get at and then he created one on accident the locket horcrux was made by a homeless muggle yes. Vinny asked who was the locket it was that was the random the mu- that says i think it, i think he refers to it as a muggle tramp yes which is that just like the, the home is that what you mean like a by homeless, homeless muggle yeah okay See, I didn't mean to start this whole conversation. <laughs> no, it's it's okay because like we're gonna need to we're gonna need to like then, nail. I need to like yeah. put it on the wall in big and letters. He yeah. did for their diadem. He killed a peasant to create an Albanian peasant to, to mm-hmm. make that one. And then Nagini was Bertha Jorkins. So Bertha the, Jorkins was Nagini. Nagini, yeah, yes. That's what I just said, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. So she's a Horcrux right now. So what Anyways. I was thinking, so like, okay, so. That's something to remember that she's a Horcrux right now. Who? Nagini. Nagini. Very recently. Because Bertha Jorkin's death Jorkin. was for Nagini. And Bertha's uh, yep. dead right now. So she's a fresh Horcrux. Ooh, she fresh. She a Horcrux. I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, what I was we basically. We probably should put a little note ski in there. Basically, what I was thinking was potentially he was thinking in the future um, about using his father's bones, maybe for this potion that he created, because he did come up with this potion like he created this potion to come back. Let's be honest. He's not a dumb guy. No, he's not. Unfortunately, if he were. He is, but he isn't. Right. Oh, man. Um, I got what? That's a sad tweet. Yeah, a little bit. So Voldemort continues and says, you see that house upon the hillside, Potter? My father lived there. My mother, a witch who lived here in this village, fell in love with him, but he abandoned her when she told him what she was. He didn't like magic, my father. 
He left her and returned to his muggle parents before I was even born, Potter, and she died giving birth to me, leaving me to be raised in a muggle orphanage. But I vowed to find him. I revenged myself upon him, that fool who gave me his name, Tom Riddle. He didn't give that to So you. here's the thing. Voldemort has that entire story incorrect. Right. It's all completely wrong. <laughs> it is, though. But it then is. How, here's the thing. How would he have heard it from anyone like, no, you know I, what I mean? I, like I from agree. a true source. Dumbledore. Yeah. It's probably his own narrative to make that's, his that's thought process. He's a liar. Like, it's like he's a I'm thinking of Seven when he's like, Harry Potter ran from this place trying to save himself. And it's he, like, no, Harry walked up to you and was like, sacrificing myself for everybody down there. Like, he is a liar. Well, yeah. Morphin told him this. Morphin's oh. a liar, too. All of them are because but they want to think that they're great. Was but Morphin hated Tom Riddle. True. So he cre- so really what this is, Morphin created this narrative for Voldemort to eat up and use. So he is basing a lot of the things that he's done Wait, on a false narrative. Sorry, well, Morphin had this in his head, right? He right. Thought well, of crazy, all of this, though, and then but- Voldemort used legilimens and and figured everything out am i lying when i say that i don't did think that Voldemort happen? ever knew the real story but that's but did, what he saw the through morphin right? right did morphin know the whole no. true story no, hell no. So literally he's getting it from a third party person that already has a prejudice against but the situation and is crazy but he doesn't that's know what I'm saying. that so he's gonna believe it well, he's going to believe it and then, again, add his own spiel onto it. Be like, look at how all of these people... Look, this is the thing that people like this do. They're like, look at how all of these people wronged me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we know the true story is that Merope, or Merope, however you want to pronounce her name, gave Tom Riddle a love potion, forced him to be with her and marry her and have this child. And as soon as he came out of it, he was like, whoa, what is going on here? I'm going back so I can start over because this is not what I want. Gosh. So, but Voldemort doesn't know that story. Only Dumbledore knows that story because he pulled that information from... Memories. Memories. So, I, it's it's just interesting. Well, and too, think about it this way. Like, you can tell him... You know, you could be like, hey, your mom did A, B, and C, and then your dad did this. He's going to be like, he can probably just have that go in one ear and go out the other and be like, my dad just never wanted me. He must have hated my mom, and she's a horrible person. For, you know what I mean? Well, so and you can be thinking, told the story and pull what you want to hear out of it. Mm-hmm. And also what he's thinking is, my mom is a descendant of Salazar Slytherin. Mm-hmm. She's great. Why would she do anything horrible like that? I'm going to believe or, that this muggle... With anything with did, a muggle. Right. I'm going to believe this muggle is the one that created all of these bad things for me. Mm. So this is where his prejudice starts. And I and I think that it's just interesting to me that the I think that this is basically his reason for doing what he does. And it's all based on a lie. So if you think about it, like, had he known his real story, would he be this person? Probably. You think? Well, he was born from a love potion. I feel like but I don't think a... it has anything to do with the love potion. I think, I think it think does. That it Didn't has... she say something like that? Yeah, but I kind of have issues with that. Okay, well, it's not... It's, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, but it just... No, no. <laughs> if J.K. Rowling said it's canon, it's canon. End of discussion. I hate to be that person, but... I feel like... But here's the thing. Not, but... not everybody's made out of love, though. Exactly. So you mean to tell me that... But warning, trigger warning, people who are born of rape. No. 
are going to be like Voldemort. That's what I you like. That is that's the connection I see with the whole I love think, potion thing that I have the issue. He with. is a product of his environment. Even if you knew the true story, he's that's still, what I think it is. But, I don't think it's the love potion. I think it's he's a product of his environment. But I don't think that helped him in any way because she's even saying like she's like if you were like it's different because in this situation there's literally magic involved where like you know what i mean yeah and so then all of those other things are just going to compound on that do you think it like changes i think that's what composition of how someone is created yes i think that's what she was getting at makes it not good do you know what i mean like it i guess I don't know. I guess the parallels just really bother me. I get that. I totally understand. And I and I think that what I wish she would have focused on when she discussed this was that really... Did she discuss this? I don't know. I, I, I do know that she did come out and say something about the love potion. Like, that is true. And that is canon. And that's what she said. My issue comes with... I think that that's a little bit... I don't... Obviously, she didn't think it through, I think, when she said that or mm-hmm. came up with this. But... What she should have focused on is the fact that he, yes, craved a mother's love. That has nothing to do with the love potion, but it still has to do with love. Mm-hmm. He craves love. And the and the fact that he didn't get that and didn't have that created him to be this type of person. And on top of that, he was raised in an orphanage in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. And I think that orphanages are different now. I wish they were more different, but they're different than the 40s. There was abuse that went on. Uh, you know, beating was was a thing. And there was no love there for him. And that's and I think that that is what she should have focused on mm-hmm. with why Voldemort became who he was. She did talk about that. Not the potion, but I just love in general because like yes I get that love is the underlying reason why he is this way because he didn't have it and he craves it but he never was able to get it and I just wish that that would have been what she focused on there's even um, studies done with like babies that were never held mm-hmm. um, yeah or not as much like so it's a nature versus nurture thing like they literally have like issues when they grow up um, yeah, touch is really important. This is yeah, for sure. And like, that's one thing. Like, people yeah. talk about now. They're like, hugs. Yeah, hugs are good for you. Like, they release they endorphins are. and all these things. So like, like, like people do like you, you think he was like you're holding hugged? your baby too much. No. Like, don't listen. Do whatever right. you want. But like, that's they've done studies and proven that you know babies that weren't raised like that or like raised in orphanages, unfortunately, do have like issues later on being probably being able to like connect with people. Yeah. And that's sad. And I do agree that that's really what you should focus on more so than the love potion is the fact that he did have a horrible upbringing. But maybe what she meant by that was that it literally does change his chemical makeup somehow. And if that's See, true, that's then what that's, that's better. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like sometimes when she answers questions, because not that I know her, but I don't think that she had any kind of ill Ill, intent when she said these things. I just think that not explaining yourselves, especially now when everybody is very conscious of language and what is said. Yeah. Like, I don't think she thought that people were going to be dissecting everything. So you just Mm -hmm. say the general thing without telling the detail that you meant behind it. Does and like I don't sense? know how long ago she answered that question. It um, could have been a long time ago. It and probably like, was. The climate of the world could have been yeah. very different. 
But I think that oh, I'm it's just probably. a dangerous topic to say the love potion made him went that way. Only yeah. people made of love are good people. You know no, what I mean? Like, no, I would never say and that. And I'm sure yeah. that that's not what she meant, but it's just a discussion point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the one thing I, I like to point out, because someone in the chat says, like, at the end of the day that you are responsible for who you are, I completely agree. Like, he's choosing to do all of these things, and he's the type of person who's choosing to blame every, uh, every other person for his problems. Correct. You know, it's Harry's problem that he did this to me. He well, was he my was downfall. This, and this happened, and because my mom married a muggle, this happened, and she right. was weak because she died, and all of these things, like, he, not once is he taking responsibility for himself. Yeah. Um, People do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, again, is it's a it's a product of how he was how he was raised because he didn't he didn't have anybody that he could look up to or go and ask questions. It just like as a child should, you know. So, yes, you are responsible for who you are. But are you really going to tell that to a like a five year old? Like, you need an upbringing. So, in a way, like, yes, it's his fault, but it's also not, unfortunately, because... Now it is, now that you're now, a grown for man. for sure, for sure. Because now there's people is, that have gone through like, horrendous things, and they've come out come on the out other end. Come out as good people. Correct. Like Harry. Correct. Okay. Or even <laughs> Remus. Like, people Remus. that, yeah, Aww. well, he had a, like, his parents loved yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just had a bad thing happen to him. But, like, even people that are, like... You know, well, all of these, all of these extenuating circumstances have happened to me. Well, you can also like try to rise above it and do your best. And at the end of the day, as long as you're a good person, like it shouldn't matter. I think it's harder for, obviously it's harder for some people because there are good people and bad people in the world. And I think that he just didn't have the mental capacity to move beyond it. He was so stuck in the things that happened to him in the past. That was literally all he could think about all the time. I mean, clearly right now he's like 70 and he's still in his mind monologue talking about what his mom and dad did you know like he's just he's stuck in that and that's literally all he can think of because that's literally the basis of everything he believes and everything he does with his followers Mm -hmm. so it's just you know again that's why there's good and bad people in the world good people can move past it bad people can't he has mental problems he should theoretically in the real world get help for that Mm -hmm. but it's just not the case yeah yeah. So that was a weird topic. <laughs> but back to what I was saying about family. Um, so like now he's ta- he's telling this story about his family um, and he has like, you know, everything that he believes in is based on this incorrect story about his family. But now he's kind of telling himself that his true family is returning the death eaters. But in reality, they're probably the least family like group in the book. Like he doesn't this is, believe that. I know this is another lie. He doesn't yeah. believe that he doesn't sure. even believe himself. It's clearly a toxic family because a, he is like this weird figure above them, like godlike figure in a really weird way who has complete control over everything that all of them do. And if one of them steps out of line, he will either kill them, torture them, do something to their family. Like 
so you know none of these people are really there for him they're basically i think a lot of them probably feel stuck in the situation Mm -hmm. because if you think about it and we're going to talk about this in the next chapter when we are still talking about his long monologue (laughs) that um you know he talks to some of them and points out things that like they did or didn't do for him and it's pretty clear that you know he he brings up Kakarov as a coward and like he says to all of them what he's going to do to the coward that didn't show up so it's like he's just yeah. instilling this fear in all of them um but yeah it's just it's toxic but i just think it's important to point out that you know she's touching on the idea and theme of family a lot here mm-hmm. but in reality we're seeing an incredibly toxic situation for sure guys how am i supposed to follow up on that how ha. Uh, the yellow cannot like, stand to the green seri- right now seriously like i like feel like shaky because i just like had this long conversation it's <laughs> that's not funny i'm sorry <laughs> it's just it's it's a it's a it's a crappy really, topic to talk about it's an ugly topic yeah it and it's it's just i don't know nobody wants to talk about that legitimately kind of i'm stuff. like clammy drink yeah, some water it got a little sweaty there for a second and not in a fun way I guess, but these are things that I guess we have to discuss. That's the themes of the book. Mm-hmm. It is, oh, and, and let's remember that too. Like the themes of the book. Yeah, it's okay. All you need is love. It's okay. Everything turns out love. good. No. Vinny, thank Not you for, for that. And his wife. He says no <laughs> self-respecting Slytherin would do something like that. By the way, truth. Truth would do what? what voldemort does i agree i think no nice person would do that truth except now i'm gonna make y'all call me lord sarah oh my god (laughs) no you have to mix up your uh your name and come up with a new name yeah right sarah ann o'malley and then just like scramble it yellow mohara is nah (laughs) (laughs) no it would be yellow nah harris I know. I forgot the nah till after. So I had to add it. <laughs> nah. Nah. All right. You spelled silence wrong, but go on. Me? Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I would have read it fine. Thanks you, for pointing you, it out. Can Silent you read mess. it how you wrote it when you get to it? Yeah, I will. Thank you. Okay. So, Voldemort's talking about how his true family is about to come because he just called all his little death buddies. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's okay. So, the air is suddenly full of the sound of... I put wishing cloaks. It's supposed to be swishing cloaks. I um, wish I may. I wish I might. <laughs> All of them are a body tonight. tonight. Hey, what'd you say? I said get a body tonight. Oh, and she's like, go see my lord tonight. That's hilarious. Oh, God. So wizards are apparating there. They're all hooded and masked, just like at the World Cup. And they're all moving pretty uh, cautiously. Like, they can't really believe their eyes because they all probably thought they didn't have to deal with this anymore. So, yes. How many of them are like so terrified right oh, now? Oh, all of them. <laughs> it's, That's like... it's fear tactics that brings them back. It's not loyalty. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, we have to go back. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my lord. Yeah, are right over there. <laughs> it snorted and it hurt. I'm fine. Carry on. <laughs> My wayward son. That's it. That's what Moropi's singing. <laughs> Episode title. 
<laughs> so oh Voldemort goodness. stood there in silence. That's so what I wrote. You look good. You just like did it. I wrote it, so. <laughs> and he's waiting for them. So one of the Death Eaters falls to their knees, crawls to Voldemort, and kisses the hem of his black robes. Barf. Yeah, and he's calling him master. Barf. So then all the rest of the Death Eaters mimic him. They form a circle. They, they all kiss his robes, and they form a circle Can we talk about his feet? Because they're disgusting. <gasps> disgusting. He just really yeah. needs, like, a potato scrubber, like, on his feet to, like, clean them. Potato scrubber. <laughs> I want you sully the good name of potatoes. There's this video that um, that they're, it's on YouTube, and it's a fake commercial for a potato peeler, but it's, like, in French, and so it's like French Canadian. <laughs> Sorry, um, and they'd call it a Willy Waller. It's a Willy Waller 2006. It's a very funny video, but that's what that makes me think of. But get a pedicure, dude. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just wear some shoes? Shoes. Let's yes, get some shoes. Yes. Oh my god. So they form a circle around the grave, Harry Voldemort, and Wormtail, and I think Nagini's there again. But they leave gaps, so it's like they know exactly where they're supposed to be. Let's get in formation. Mm-hmm. Yes. This entire scene legitimately just reminds me of, like, a KKK gathering. I mean, it's I think essentially the same thing. Emulating. I know. Yeah, I know. Just, like, making that connection. Put masks, baby. It's not cool. Nope. Yeah. nope. Love your neighbor. Don't be hating on people. Hate's not a good thing. Yep. So Voldemort looks around at them all, and I, I love this part in the book because you can, like, feel it. it there's a, a rustling seam to run around the circle as though it had shivered, but there's no wind at all. Mm. Everyone... I hate, but it, like, gives me the willies. Yes, I know. <laughs> I also have chills. And he says, welcome, Death Eaters. Thirteen years. Thirteen years since we last met. Yet you answer my call as though it were yesterday. We are still united under the dark mark then. Or are we? So he says he smells guilt in the air. Mm. And another shiver runs around the circle. So he's like, look, you're all here, whole, healthy, powers intact. How come none of you ever came to the aid of your master? Like, who, you know, you swore eternal loyalty to. What are you making that face for? Vinny compares the gathering to the 12 apostles after the resurrection. I could, in like I a mean, really messed up way. I mean, it's just, they're that just Similar. like gives me like bad chills oh. to compare something like this to that you know what i mean but i'm not saying he's wrong i agree but it's just like chilling you know what i mean mm-hmm. well i guess after your lord right. yeah. seemingly dies right and returns yeah who's gonna come back right i can see the comparison and i don't coming back i don't enjoy it but no, I, can I know see right it. yeah shady's back Tell a friend. <laughs> so speaking, hey, we need to make this a little Jamie's lighter. Back, <laughs> Voldy's back. I'm so telling a friend. Speaking of like swearing, he says swearing eternal loyalty. What do you guys think the ritual is to become a Death Eater? You literally get branded. But like, I think you probably have to murder someone for sure, <gasps> or torture someone, or have something with muggles, or no. Vinny said he gets three gifts before being born. That's messed up. He mean? literally is like comparing himself to like Jesus. What do you mean? He what gets are the gifts. The Hand, gifts are the bone, three pieces <gasps> to the potion, and then he resurrects. Wow. What the heck? three? Wow, Vinny, Vinny, make this lighter. Tell a joke. Gosh, but I agree. I would compare it to like hazing of some sort. Yeah, but, like, right. In a really bad way. Right. Yeah. 
not that hazing is good. All hazing is bad. But I'm just saying this is very dark hazing. Yeah. I wonder if they have yeah. to drink his blood. No, like, who knows? To... I mean, like, in real history, when you t- when you think about, like, real cults that have existed, they've done some really messed up stuff. Because mm-hmm. you're just brainwashed. So, like, becoming a Death Eater? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Christ is what Vinny said. All right, Vinny, you're done. Now you have to tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Harry is Christ Christ. Voldemort is Antichrist. What three gifts did he get? Now, Harry, Ron, and himself. <laughs> I mean, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he gets a soap twice. Well, he is the master of death. <laughs> oh, he does. The get, Deathly Hallows. Oh, oh, that's oh. true. Oh, and he comes back. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Do you think. Harry Potter is okay, religious. I, now, th- is this. Is this accident or is she intending this? I bet it's intended. I have chills. I know we always they might knew be that crying. They, okay, but guys, maybe this is why Catholic schools ban this stuff. But no, it's a healthy they, conversation. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. no. I, I agree. I'm just. It's oh. t- I, can I just say I was never in trouble for reading Harry Potter at no, my Catholic either. schools. Katie's got goosebumps. actual chills. You guys, wow, dude. Whoa. I can't because I, I always never... knew there were like pulls to like Christianity yes. in comparison yeah. and stuff like that, but now it's like solidified. Harry also has the Holy Ghost inside him. Yeah. Gosh. Silence. I also went to a private Christian school, and Harry Potter was in the library. Bree, just saying. I taught at a Catholic school. It was in the library, but since I had kids that weren't really of like mostly like reading age it wasn't on their level i wasn't allowed to read it to them because it wasn't their choice Mm. Mm -hmm. like i i just love how there's like multiple parallels here Mm -hmm. like she clearly parallels the kkk hitler like racism all of that is like super prominent throughout the books like we know that but i don't know why i never paralleled i didn't parallel that at all yeah we always (sighs) talk about the trio the trio the trio but we never focused on the book of revelation right. rather that's yeah. that's pretty cool i just had a lot of revel- revelations so hey. Uh, hey. so here's voldemort berating his uh death eaters and no one speaks no one moves pretty much everyone's like oh cool like is he gonna go on a killing spree is he just gonna monologue i don't know who knows i'm just thinking like his speech like <clears throat> and tiffany will probably does this so like have you ever been um in class and your teacher's so annoyed with how you guys are acting or so mad that like or even your parents and they're so mad at you they're beyond like yelling so they're calmly talking yeah, to you and how they're just like it's so much worse that's how i feel like this conversation is going i've done that <laughs> Vinny, stop oh my god he just said if the death eaters are apostles then snape is judas he ain't wrong. Does he? Oh, does how many God. times does he betray him? How many times? Oh, how, ah! how many times does Lucius deny that he's a death eater? <gasps> no, wait. Who's doubting Thomas? Somebody's got to be Thomas in there. Is it Wormtail? Oh, maybe. So. Voldemort says, well, they must have just believed him broken and gone. They slipped back among his enemies, pretending to be innocent, ignorant, and bewitched. Which is absolutely true, because anyone who was caught was like, oh no, I was under the Imperius curse. Oh no, not me. I would never do that. Yeah. 
And Tiff, this is for you because me and you had a moment mm. and I know you wanted to discuss this as well. Okay. So Voldemort says, and then I asked myself, but how could they have believed mm. I would not rise again? They who knew the steps I took long ago to guard myself against mortal death. They who had seen proof of the immensity of my power, the times when I was mightier than any wizard living. Give it to me, Katie. You give it to me. Horcruxes <laughs> were not to be known by anyone. That's why I think he did more than the Horcruxes. I mean, Hence I think we Tom know that. Riddle. So he had what more. do these Death Eaters know of? I don't think they know of the Horcruxes. So what else did he do? Because he clearly dies after the last <laughs> Horcrux is destroyed. Was this the only thing? Kid. But that didn't come till later. Correct. True. So... Maybe he's like, I have a way. I don't know. Maybe he was vague about having a horse. So he couldn't be talking about what's her face. What's her name? Bellatrix. No. Delphi. Delphi. Right now. No, because that's not even a thought in his mind. Because she, he had to get, he had to have her. Well, he didn't have her because men don't carry children. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so when Bellatrix gets out of prison, mm-hmm. so it was before seven, it's, that he had her she had her i would guess maybe the whole like his father like this potion maybe do do we think you think bellatrix had delphi before seven she had at least before they see her before seven at least before they see her in seven because they don't see her till like near they the see her they see her at Malfoy Manor. Yeah, but she had to. They, there's no time in between seeing like you know what I mean when they right. see her at Malfoy Manor. Was she was born fast. before that, right? Obviously, because both know, is going to be dead that, by May. I was thinking you were thinking like she was born back in six. No, I don't think that between at all. six and seven. I think she was made somewhere. <sighs> I bet she was made she right was after born, Dumbledore died. No, she was born right before um, the Battle of Hogwarts. Right but that was like very close to Malfoy Manor. It, it had to have been she was born right before Malfoy Manor. She was basically. Post, postpartum yeah. during Malfoy Manor. Yeah. So Got some it. point during seven while they're out and camping. Let's be honest, she's and, not raising know. that baby anyway. So no. No. I bet she would have. I doubt it. Voldemort's baby. She'd rather yes. be with Voldemort. Do yeah, you know she I mean? went to be with him, but had everything worked out in their way. Oh, Totes. No. Oh, yes. But here's also, I don't think that... Um, Raise another little her? Yeah. I, I don't think, think so. she would have. I mean, agreed. Nannies. Nannies. <laughs> oh, or house elves. Watch I my mean, baby. She was part of nah. a rich family. I mean, I it's part of Voldemort, though. Yeah, but it's a kid. You know what I mean? The, I don't know. No. I'm See, it's my going... headcanon that she would want nothing to do with the kid. Oh, it's my headcanon that she's like, I am Voldemort's baby. I'm gonna raise this. Look, baby. she might say that to everyone else, but like now. behind, like up. think about like um, Evil. like uh, Joan Crawford, like behind doors, like allegedly to her two oldest kids that she adopted, she was not nice to them, but in front of like cameras and then in front of like the people and everyone, she was like the doting mother, like threw them big parties, and she was so great, you know what I mean? But behind closed doors, like she's not nice. Do I think she was a good mother? No. Oh, I'm saying, or would be a good. I don't mother, think rather. she behind closed doors. I don't think she ever really saw much of her daughter. She wasn't the one doing most of the child rearing. Why are we talking about this? So <laughs> we like I, to argue today. Apparently, I like what Isaiah said. He said maybe they did know about a Horcrux, but they didn't know the extent of it and how many. Maybe 
I could get behind that. Nobody's so, supposed like, to know, though. But here's the... Well, and then we have this conversation back in chamber, too. Like, if Lucius had known... Lucius didn't know what the diary no, was. No, he did not. So... And Dumbledore <laughs> says that. Right. Because I think that had Lucius known what that was, he, he would have taken better care of it. Correct. Yeah. He would have made sure... Not that it would have right. done its job and not just here by chance this is filled with evil. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Carly adds keeping them partially blind as part of his plan. Yeah, he so can't get yes. too close to anybody. Yes. I think that he would probably tell snippets to everybody, like little different ones, but Eggs, no one knows not the whole thing. He's the only right. one. Yep. The yeah. only one that knows the whole I agree. scoop. I agree. Okay. All right. So he continues on to Why say... Why are we like this today? Oh, we're we in, need to, man. like, chill out. You need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you need to just stop. Like, can you just not? And I'm like, it's 7 a.m. It's not. It's, it's 4.03. Yeah. <laughs> so he continues to go on, like, well, maybe none of you looked, at me, looked for me because you believe there was a greater power. Like, maybe you pledged allegiance to someone else. Maybe... That champions of commoners of mudbloods and muggles, Albus Dumbledore. Do you think right now he has any hatred towards Snape oh. right now? Oh, yeah. Because I Snape don't. hasn't had the chance to like be like, no, I'm actually on your side. No, but I, I think, think he that he totally thinks that he's lost Snape. See, I disagree because I think that if he thought that he wouldn't be able to get Snape back, he wouldn't have had Snape back in the graces <clears throat> that he did. I think that he's going to think that like, if Snape's going to be with me, he's going to continue to do what I told him to do and be as much a part of those, that group, um, the order of the Phoenix, all of these things. So I can be, you know what I mean? So he can be the inside I man. Mean, at this but point, I, I think he doesn't know, but he's, hoping to count on it but in the next half of this episode we talk about he says in his speech that he's lost one forever and he's talking about snape you don't think he's not karkaroff no that's the coward that's left him i don't think he i don't know i don't know he call snape a coward i think that snape is the one that's that he thinks left him forever karkaroff is the coward and then his best one is who else would have left him forever I don't know. Snape. I don't think it's Snape. <laughs> so. Because I don't think, like, if he thought these things, he would not Sna- have let well, them go. Well, Snape had to prove himself and be like, no, I was playing double agent all these times. I couldn't just leave Dumbledore. That would ruin right. everything for you. I yeah, so, I felt the I'm dark mark sure burn. It's, like, been confirmed that Snape is the one that was lost forever. So how did he get back in his good grocery That's what I'm Snape saying, because that's he's what a he does. really good legilimens and he blocks out everything and, like... No, that's what Megan's <laughs> like. I can't believe you guys are doing. It. No, that's what he did. That's how he got back. Shut up. That's how I got back. <laughs> Instead of you know how how I beat Shaq. That's how I got back. <laughs> Let's continue. Let us. Let us. Kate. Let us roll into Katie's section some more. All right, last point. So. Voldemort says he is disappointed, and one of the Death Eaters flings himself forward. He's trembling all over. He collapses at his feet, and he's, like, begging for forgiveness. What does Voldemort do? He just laughs and uses the Cruciatus curse on him. Crucio, Probably waiting for it, you know? Oh, yeah. He's, so, he's waiting, waiting for someone to, to do it. Out. it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, finally got my wand hand back. Crucio. Crucio. So the Death Eaters' screams were so loud, Harry's sure that that sound is going to carry to the houses around, and he just keeps hoping, like, 
the police please let the police come anyone anything that's like the little muggle in harry yeah right right, (laughs) please let the police come (laughs) they're not they're not coming dude like that makes me so sad i wonder if he cast some kind of charm over the graveyard probably muggle repellent and yeah muggle repellentum mm-hmm peeps don't come here what <laughs> okay. we ain't saying anything all right get to your part lady Voldemort tells the dude who he just used the crew the cruise the curse on his name is avery and uh that he doesn't forgive or forget neither does taylor swift you become indifferent it's just indifference so that like is, uh, that yeah that's what she said in an interview <laughs> that's hilarious so he's been waiting 13 years and he wants 13 years payback for all of that time Whew. That's it's, a lot of pickback. That's a lot of you need to get over yourself. He can't, <laughs> yeah. Sarah. He can't. Yeah, well, I don't care. Cool. Let's so continue. Wormtail has been working on his debt. As he's like, well, Wormtail's here. He's been working on his debt. And then he turns to Wormtail to um, address him directly. But before we get to that, I actually wanted to like Google um, Avery to see if it would tell me anything on the internet. Um, about like who they are and then there's a um, article on Pottermore I'm not going to go on the whole thing because it has a bunch of Death Eaters but um, we know that he is a pureblood I don't even know if this thing's going to load for me okay it did so um, it's a guide to Lord Voldemort's Death Eaters and then there's Avery One and that's a member of Tom Riddle's infamous gang at Hogwarts Avery and One. a favorite of Professor Horace Slughorn and then there's Avery Two. Mm. This particular Avery escaped Azkaban by claiming he had been acting under the influence of the Imperius Curse. And then this article also goes into um, like Bellatrix the Strange, Crab Senior, Draco Malfoy, Crab Senior, um, Antonian Delahaw, what I call it? Antonin Delahaw. All I can think of is Junior, Igor, Goyle Sr., Yaxley. That's not loading for me either. Lorange. Lorange, that's not a word. I mean, it is. Lestrange Sr., then McNair. And then there's a couple um, other people. So if you want to look at it, there's just like little snippets of um, other Death Eaters that he, you know, his Death Buddies. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, I wonder if there's any information. There's really not a ton. So he's a, what up, Wormtail? And he's like, so yeah, he did come back to me, but not out of loyalty, but out of fear. Fear because, you know, he's a coward and he was running from his old friends. And then he says to him that he deserves the pain that he's in, which is kind of uh, woof, you know? Yeah. That is not nice. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously Wormtail's like crying, you know, he's lost an arm. He should be dead (laughs) at this point. He should. I I feel like this has been like 80 years that he's been bleeding (laughs) out of his arm. I agree. I agree. We've also been arguing a lot, so it probably didn't happen as long as what we've been doing today. I mean, but he talks a whole lot. So do we. Like, Voldemort, I swear, has been talking for three hours thousand hours we're not even halfway down like harry's probably 18 now the length that he's all the more talking <laughs> let's just be honest he's grown we get it you want a monologue you want to talk about yourself harry's already married with kids now he's growing a beard over there oh the service let's roll <laughs> um so wormtail's crying he agrees with voldemort about deserving the pain um but even though wormtail is worthless and traitorous those are Voldemort's words but I also agree he uh, rewards his helpers and this always makes me think of Puffs when he's like kissing his one guy (laughs) in the show 
So from the book, it says Voldemort raised his wand again and whirled it through the air. A streak that looked like molten silver hung shining in the wand's wake. Momentarily shapeless, it writhered and then formed itself into a gleaming replica of a human hand, bright as moonlight, which soared downward and fixed itself upon Wormtail's bleeding wrist. Reminds me of Star Wars. It reminds me of (gasps) the Pokemon Ditto. (laughs) Yes. And then I said, and I mentioned this in the last episode. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Pokemon. (laughs) Charizard. I'll just name random ones. I mean, aka five of them that I know. Squirtle. Um, you know how Voldemort tells Wormtail many of his followers would give their right hand to do a task for him. And little, I said, wee little wormy does that, in fact, give him his right hand, Mm -hmm. which I mentioned in last episode. Mm -hmm. The Wormtail is surprised and in awe of his new shiny hand. It's basically, it basically looks like he's wearing a silver glove. So shiny. Okay. <laughs> Tiffany thought that was really funny. <laughs> You're oh welcome, Tiff. I love that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the words, but he's like. My gosh. I wish you all could see how she just like danced. It was pretty good. She's dancing. So it moves just like a normal hand. And he even picks up a twig and pulverizes it in his hand. I could do that with a twig too. I want to see you do it with a branch. I'm over here being awed by this silver hand. You can smash it to smithereens. Oh, Hulk smash! (laughs) When we leave, I'm gonna have you pick up a twig, and I want to watch you pulverize it into like I want it to be. Yeah, I want it to be like uh, sugar powder. What is it called? Powdered sugar. (laughs) (laughs) What did I call sunglasses today? Sunshades. Um, and he's very grateful to his lord for his beautiful new hand. And then he scrambles on his knees to kiss Voldemort's robes. And Voldemort says to him, may your loyalty <laughs> never waver again, Wormtail. You missed an opportunity. And it does. You missed an opportunity. To do what? To say that'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. But honestly, may your loyalty never waver again, Wormtail. I wonder if that was That's... like a secret spell that he put on the hand just then. For sure. Or maybe he did it while he was whipping and waving his wand in the in the wind, you know? <laughs> but Burntail, that's going to um You get it. What, what's, what's what's the word I'd want to use? Backfire? No. Nah, Strangle. I mean, <laughs> you in the future, I guess. Murder. It's gonna chokehold you in the future. Um, and then he gets up and he goes back to the circle of dudes and Voldemort addresses the guy to the right of Wormtail. I wonder who that could be. I don't know. We'll have to wait till next time. Mm. Lightning bolt round. No. no. I have things to discuss. Okay, well, you, you have do that. to discuss them in a very efficient way because <laughs> your mother needs us to be finished. Okay. Um, so I just want to do some bookkeeping, and I hope this doesn't make me sound like I'm yelling at anyone. I don't mean no. for it to be that way. But um, I just want everyone to know if there's any issues on any of our social media or even with our podcast in general, I don't want you to message us personally. You can message Swish, but the best chance of getting in contact with us and talking to us and um, is sending us an email. 
swishflickcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, it's too stressful to be messaged individually about an issue that has to deal with swish. Um, so please don't do that. I don't want any of us getting overwhelmed. And we're just going to tell you because we're not, not that we're not going to respond to you, but we're going to tell you to email us anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to reiterate that on all of our social medias, we don't swear. We are nice to each other. No name calling, nothing like that. This is including Swisher support where we want you to be open. We want you guys to, um, want, we want you to be able to f- have conversations and talk about things. And it, with all of the things that with our main pot, our main podcast group on Facebook, like, the only rule that doesn't apply to Swisher support is that it doesn't have to be Harry Potter related, but you still cannot, I don't want to see swearing anything with Swish cannot, we don't swear and we don't want that on our, yes, anything inappropriate. We're not going to put an age group on Swish, um, the Swisher support group, because I don't think that's fair. So just be mindful that there might be people that are younger that are reading these things. Also, if you have like an issue with, like work or someone, someone specific, like outside of life that you just want, um, advice or encouragement or, you know, just, just to vent, I would say don't use real names. Um, and also don't try and try. I don't know. I just don't like people name calling each other. Correct. So even if you're mad at someone and doing all of these things, just be mindful of the words that we all use. Um, cause we aren't afraid to kick you out. <laughs> In general, here, like we just don't want, even in, well, go on. And here's the thing in, in our regular group, um, it's much larger than Swisher support. So everybody gets three strikes in the Swish and Flick podcast group. Mm-hmm. You will get a warning. You will know that you have a strike against you. It's documented. You have three tries. Okay. We forgive you three times, two times actually, because the third time you're done third time and you are removed from the group and we're sorry but that is just the rules in swisher support it's too it's delicate it's too delicate of a place for us to allow people to get upset at other people and if you cause some sort of issue you're done it's one it's once just know going into that group that it is it's a safe space. A safe we want space. it to continue to be a safe space but i also want it to be the type of place where just be mindful of how you say things mm-hmm. to people yes. and, and you know, all again, all of the rules. And this is for not even just Swisher support, any group that has to do with us. You can't swear. We don't want you to be calling people names because that's not appropriate in any situation. Correct. You know, um, and just be mindful and be respectful of everyone else. Be respectful of us. And if you see a comment or you see something, Report it. we can't, the four of us, even if we had a moderators in every single country that helped us in a bunch of different time zones, there's only so much we can do because we're human to catch things. So report it, email us, please don't Screen? message us individually. You can no. message swish. You can, you know, send a DM to swish. If you have issues, we would prefer if you email us, but at least with swish, on messages and all of those things it's all four of us it's harder on all of us if you message us individually about an issue you have and there's nothing we can do if you don't say anything to us correct and if people um if you don't know how to report a message um you don't know how to report a message within the groups there it's there's like three little dots you can click it and you can say report to admins or something like that or just report comment you can do that or screenshot it and email it if you don't know how to report it, 
screenshot it on your phone, put it in an email to Swish Flickcast, and we will take care of it. Swisher support is also for uplifting things. You're not going to always go in there and see a bunch of messages about people who need help with negative things. You're also mm-hmm. going to see positive things. We celebrate joy in there as well. If something gets to you, you can hide it and you can scroll on. And you can silence the group. You have to, as an individual, know when you can or can't handle things. And we don't have control over that. We yeah. cannot control that for every single person. Yes. That is not yeah. possible. So if there is something that is being talked about in Swisher support that you don't want to see, maybe temporarily leave the group. Maybe temporarily hide the group or turn off notifications, something. Um, but we cannot control that. And we we won't control. I mean, we, we just can't. So you have to have some responsibility as an individual to know your limits and know what you can and cannot handle. And we need to work on uplifting people in our world. Yes. So we're going to keep that like that. It's going to be an uplifting place as well. Yeah. Also, let me point out a couple of things about me personally. Um, I'm not friending people on Facebook. It's not you. It's just I'm keeping it private just as I keep my Instagram private. My Twitter is open. It's TiffSwish underscore Flick. Please do not send messages. I will not read them because they get filtered out. So I didn't even know. And I clicked in and I had a lot of messages from people who I'm not friends with on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had some messages that weren't very kind. Um, so please make sure that I didn't tell you guys this, but make sure that you're when you message us, we're humans, like Sarah said, and we're not going to catch everything. And I'm not going to lie, Swishers, and I wasn't going to say anything, but y'all got me down and it's not all of you. And I had to leave Swisher support for a little bit and I'm still not in it, but I need that space to be what it is intended for. And if you're getting the girl down who says, don't let the muggles get you down, then it's it's getting pretty serious. So just hear everything that Sarah said and that Megan said, and just make sure that you are being as kind as you can be. And honestly, if you can't say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. And if you feel like you feel like you have to say something, then I advise you to just if you have to say something that you feel is not very nice, leave the group. Don't just, make me don't make me delete you. Just leave yourself, please. Just in general, just I want everyone to remember that um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, a lot of bad stuff is happening in the world and happens every day in our own lives. And we want all of our groups to be an escape from that. And mm-hmm. so we don't want... Mm-hmm specifically like our big group to have anything negative like no fighting no name calling no nothing and we're really great about doing that and i want to continue that um so just remember to be mindful and like just be nice to each other like no one needs to be a richard in any of our groups you know um we're not here for it nope and this is something that's supposed to be fun for us this podcast is supposed to be great and it's not going to be anything less i won't let it be yeah so just remember to be kind and rewind (laughs) (laughs) and we like to be active and we like to be involved and um it made us sad that we had kind of all four of us honestly had to take a little step back this past like week two weeks it wasn't a good week so um just yeah please just be kind Mm -hmm. yeah we love you all
Let's get on to lightning bolt questions. Let's are make there this any? a little fun. Even like a Debbie Save of all episode. of them for us so that it's easy to find them. Yes. Okay. From Vinny, if Voldy wasn't evil, do you think he would make a great actor? He definitely has the showmanship if Voldy... Mm. Oh, wait, I copied it twice. He definitely has the showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Heck either. yes. Heck yes. Yeah, I think so. He's uh, He's got the monologues down. He's got yeah. the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yep. yeah. He could do it. Voldy is a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I guess it would be Tom Riddle as a theater kid. Yeah. yeah. I could see it. Yeah. From Khaleesi. Of Hyrule. Of Hyrule. Love it. <laughs> Why didn't fake Moody make the port key only one way? That way Harry couldn't escape from the graveyard. Excellent question. Yeah. Can you do that? Can you make a one-way port key? I don't know. I thought you could because I, I just feel like sometimes, like when they're throwing them out at the World Cup, you know, yeah. they got them in a pile. I don't know. Someone. I still um, am iffy about the whole port key thing and how it takes them back. Well, someone pointed out they're like, I wonder if because the way he, when his parents come out of the wand, yeah, his dad's like, go, like go now, like some they, they made it. That. That's what someone was like. Oh, I wonder Ooh. if they made it so like the port key can go back somehow. You know what I mean? I mean, magic, it is magic. Man. Yeah, I agree. That's a good. That's a good cover. And sorry up that, that I forgot who said loophole. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I should have yeah. written it down, but I'm not great with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From Carly, if Voldemort's mom had lived, what would Voldemort's life have, or what would he have been like? I don't think it would have been much better. I think she would have been miserable. She's always miserable, so it, yeah. I think he would have been neglected still, just like in a, a different and way. another person that's a product of their environment, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a tragic. cycle. Yeah. It's literally tragic. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end with him, realistically. True. Bree says you can't love anyone else unless you love yourself first. Facts. Yep. Yeah. I was true. literally just saying that to you today, actually. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Nicole asks, now that we know Nagini was a human at one point, do we think she was having snake thoughts or hmm. person thoughts? Person. I think she still has person thoughts because yeah. the yeah. point of being a maledictus is like... You're trapped you, inside your, right. a different body that you right. can't get out of. Exactly. Right. So but I don't think you lose your she's mind. She's always yeah. a person. Yeah. I think that's part of like the horrificness of it. Yeah. You know? yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's called a curse for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Carly again, do you think when he presses the dark mark, Voldemort, that the ones who are locked in Azkaban feel a pull but can't apparate, obviously, yeah. because yeah. they're in jail? Yeah. Or would the magic not be able to penetrate the magic Ooh. protecting the prison? I bet you they'd feel it. I'm I sure they'd they feel it. I bet you they'd feel it and they just can't go. Yeah. But yeah. they have to, like, that probably gets them excited. Mm hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Last, or sorry, second <gasps> What last do you one. think Snape was like when he, like, felt it? Probably I bet freaking out. His his stomach. I bet he felt sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because now he's like, oh, my God, I've got to come I've up gotta with something. I've got to do this life again. Yeah. He's miserable, you guys. Oh, yeah. He's a miserable dude from Jump, so for sure. I just, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. I, I do, too. I wonder if he, like, shed a tear. You know, like, one of those things where, like... <gasps> Like he's like, what? I bet, like, what, like a terrified. I bet, been like, I bet yeah. if he didn't shed a tear, he may have physically actually gotten sick because it yeah. makes oh, it yeah. makes him feel. Yeah, just I Oof. mean, yeah. From Carly, again, Carly asking so many questions. Thank you. <laughs> Is Nagini sort of representative of a familiar, like they used to say, witches in Salem had? I like that. I like that. Yeah, I yeah I can see that because who says all familiars have to be like. I don't think all of them have to be like good. They can follow a good or bad witch, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just like you your witch? are you a bad one <laughs> it's just like they're like pretty much your buddy right do you yeah. remember in the the old movie from like the 80s the worst witch they had just like all familiars were cats for yeah. for those witches but for like, obvious reasons because they're, they're great the best. Okay. but they just like had a room where you would like just go pick out your cat <laughs> it's kind of like going to the apm <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, I like what you just wanted to talk about a room full of cats <laughs> <laughs> literally you know you're a I cat did. lady with a room and it's full of cats and you just got to pick one and it's the best oh okay we All have right, another we have one more. but this one i'm actually going to save i mean i'll say it but I'm going to save and I'll say why. So from Leviathan, is Percy Weasley a true Gryffindor? What Gryffindor qualities does he possess? If you want to wait, like yeah. just Till tomorrow. a week or two, <laughs> or for patrons tomorrow, we're going to be talking to actual Percy Weasley and we right. can ask him that question. Gosh, that's make, that makes you Tomorrow we're vomit. talking to Chris Rankin. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> so hold tight on that because we're going to get pretty deep and sweaty in that one. Last yeah, we gotta- lightning bolt round question. We can save some. From Caitlin. Do you think Voldemort was hoping Wormtail would bleed out, and that's why he waited to give him the new hand? <laughs> no, I think he just wanted him to suffer. No, you know what I think he wanted? He probably wanted him to, like, it be... He wanted to wait till like, the very last second, like... He likes to make him it, suffer. Yes. Yeah. And if it had been, like, if he had bled out, like, 30 seconds more... Or like a minute more, he would have been gone. But it's, it's probably like, pretty close. You know, yeah, he he Holden. cut it close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did Wormtail. You get oh! it? Yeah. Oh! Sarah, yep. get yep. out of here. Yep. All right, yep. let's go. Yep. Let's go. Fan, Fan story. story. I've been doing a lot of talking. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Here's some <laughs> more. This one comes from Chloe Snow. I hope I said that right. Hi, Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah. My name is Chloe Snow. I'm 18 from Indiana. I recently started listening to your podcast around a month or two ago and have been binging your episodes while doing boring desk work every day. You guys have made my days so much more fun and enjoyable to go through since all I do is unstable papers and scan them. Gross! <laughs> I definitely have laughed out loud so many times while listening and have had to explain myself multiple times and given you guys many shout-outs. Thanks! Mm. I just want to say thank you for all the laughs and excitement you bring to my Harry Potter experience these last couple months I've been listening. You guys really mean a lot to me and have opened a whole new world to me of getting the, getting the details on the world of Harry Potter. Mm. Well, thank you. That's awesome. I was 10 or 11 when my mom and older brother brought up Harry Potter to me, and since I loved books and movies, they thought this series was perfect for me. We watched the first movie as a family and actually stopped it right after we found it was Quirrell who wanted the stone, and then we went to bed. What? I was so upset we didn't finish it, so I secretly snuck down and finished the end oh my by God. myself because I was so mesmerized by yes. it. That's like such a bad spot to stop at. Like, just finish. You're almost done. There was like 10 minutes left, and I had to know the ending. We finished it the next day and then continued to watch the movies when we had the time. After the first movie, my mom gave me the first four books that she had owned and passed them down to me, which I devoured and read instantly. She bought me the last three after I finished those, and we shared them as, as she had never read fully sorry she had never read further than goblet when she had read them years ago i was the biggest potterhead i knew i started pages on facebook and instagram i wrote fan fiction fan fiction and did everything i could to be close to the fandom i was obsessed 
My freshman year of high school during our Christmas break, I was able to go to Universal Studios as my Christmas present and I bought a wand and a cloak. I'm nice. Gryffindor. Hear me roar. Yes, That's babe. Awesome. And had too much butterbeer. <laughs> Sadly, I fell out of the Harry Potter life for a while as I went through some rough times in my life. I started getting into podcasts earlier this year and found yours by accident, but it was the happiest accident mm-hmm. of my life so far. I was reminded of my love of my love Harry Potter and the exquisiteness of Joe as she created a world I wish I could be a part of. And I can't get enough knowledge. Every single episode, I get so excited when I hear something I hadn't thought of before. You guys are amazing, and I love the podcast idea so much. I re- it really brought me back to my Harry Potter roots, and I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm leaving for college next week, and I was nervous about it, being my first year. But listening to your podcast and rereading the books along with you has been a blast and reminded me of happy times and good memories moving out of my house i still have a safe and familiar place at hogwarts to feel like home as i begin this new chapter in my life you guys have only strengthened my relationship and knowledge of harry potter which i can't be can't be more thankful for you guys are the best sorry if this was too long i just wanted to let you know how awesome you guys are hopefully if i find enough money after college i'll become a patron so i can listen to the felix files love chloe snow Chloe, thank you so yes, thank very you. much. Sorry. Good yes. luck with school too. Yeah, I wonder you're gonna if do this fine. Was like recently or last year? Like yeah, where are you in college now? Yeah, give us an update. Shoot us yeah. another email. Tell us. And yeah, Potter stories are never too long. Just send. Just them. send them. However you want them to be sent. You can't shorten your own story. Yes. You know. Thank you for writing into us though, and like, thank you for all the amazing compliments. Yes. Yeah, thank and for you. being a part of our community. So make sure that you follow us on all the different social media channels. We are on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. We're on Patreon. If you just search Swish and Flick Podcast, you can get access to our Felix files um, for just five bucks a month, which is awesome. And we enjoy putting them out there for you guys. You can also join our Discord chat and all other kinds of fun things. Um, so check out all that information at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and um, go to our website, swishflickcast.com, which has all of this info in one spot and all of our merchandise. Also, shout out to all of our Phoenix Plus patrons who just Mm -hmm. got their boxes and they've been posting pictures of it and it's awesome and we're so happy that you guys like all of the merch. Um, If you guys want to see what all the Phoenix Plus patrons got with their very first box, um, just go on to our social media and you can see it. Yep. And you have until November 1st yes. to join as a Phoenix Plus patron in order to get our next box, which will ship in January. Also want to shout out to my sister who doesn't listen to the podcast, but she made yes. the uh, little koozies that are in yes. there. They were Super beautiful. Cute. They were, they were all personalized. made with love. I'm loving every stitch. That's right. Okay, so you can find me on the internet highway at tiffswish underscore flick, and that is on the Twitter. And today I wanted to shout out someone. Um, I was listening to our um, buddy Ezra over on Hyperspace Hangout, which is our family pod, one of our family pods. Um, And I wanted to shout out, he was talking to Lindsay Gadotti, um, and she's on Twitter at the Lady of Lore, and she is a co-host on the Clashing Sabers podcast, which is all about Star Wars. And so they were talking about the new Star Wars um, teaser trailer that came out, which they're not even calling it a trailer yet, which is bananas to me. 
But um, you're talking about the one with all the clips. Yeah, it's the it's new not one. A trailer. I know. I'm just saying. They. It's not even a trailer, but people like it's teaser yeah. trailer ish. So, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear anything about the upcoming Star Wars movie, you can turn this off or fast forward. But they were talking about Dark Ray, and um, they were talking about Palpatine and how he's coming back, and they were comparing maybe how he actually does come back as like a Horcrux kind of situation, and she shouted Super us out. She was like, you need to talk to Swish and Flick about all of that. Ooh. So, thank you, Lindsay Gadotti, so much for your uh, shout out. That was awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's all I have for today. Um, so you can find Katie and I on Instagram and Twitter at the Petrus family. And you also can check out our YouTube channel, the Petrus family. We haven't posted there in a while because we've been insane with moving, but there will be vlogs to come. And, um, do you want to plug Akio politics? Sure. Yeah. So we talked about it a couple times in this episode, but Meg and I were on an episode of Occupolitics. I know Tiffany and Sarah will be on an episode of Occupolitics <laughs> sometime in the future. When they find time. Okay. Listen, yeah. when we get our life together, I, I totally swear understand. It's happening. We I had swear. to plan like a month in advance, yeah, so it's it okay. But it was a ton of fun. So shout out to them. Go check out that podcast. She's great. The topic we had personally was great. So yeah. Yeah. Go give it a listen. And it's actually the chapter we did with her was this chapter. Which is kind of fun to which do it was, in a different which way. Was neat, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just back at school, so that's why I'm called Billy Madison. Just so that's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. an amazing yeah. feat. That's just what I'm doing with my life right now. I've got nothing else going on because I can only put so much of my plate to carry at home, you know? Agreed. So just remember to be nice to each other, you know? What does Ellen say at the end of all of her episodes? Be kind to each other. Be kind. Rewind. <laughs> just be nice to each other. Yes. Yep. And Oops, if you have an sorry. issue, email us. Thanks. But don't make any issues. Oh my gosh. Agreed. For which you will need tissues. Okay. <laughs> Tis all. Yep. All right, guys, for Voldemort Valor. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Peek over the bed. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure you wake up to me staring at you. <laughs> Amazing! Boys. Okay, okay, let's do this. Let's begin. Let's let's begin. I'm gonna punch you in the throat. Correct. Yep. I'm gonna sip my tea. You're joking. They multiply again. What does Michael Scott say? I hate everything about what you are. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we had a really bad start to the day, but now we're recording and it's going to be great. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be, be great. great. Okay. Me Meg, they're not death eaters anymore. They're death buddies. Oh, you know what I call them? Buddies. <laughs> I call them death dudes. <laughs> Peanut butter. Yeah. Well, I think bitter coffee tastes like ketchup. Our taste buds are just weird. So let's grill some chicken up together. Let's get some chicken. Let's get some chicken. Let's fry it with some flour. Sometimes and oil. I like to order a bucket of chicken. <laughs>